We all have dreams, but dreams by their very nature can be difficult to achieve. That's where Access Credit Union comes in. Whether it's going to college, owning a car or building your dream home, your local credit union can help you to fulfill your dreams. Access Credit Union. Funding dreams for over 50 years. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the landmark 150th episode of the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. Before we kick things off, I'd just like to give a gentle reminder to our listeners and viewers to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. To mark our 150th show, we've gone big with our lineup today and up first we'll be hearing from Shane Renane, who is giving his first interview since being named the new Cork Ladies Senior Football Manager on a three-year term. The Mitchellstown man who stepped down as Waterford Senior Men's Manager on Friday, previously guided the Tipperary Ladies to All-Ireland Intermediate titles in 2017 and 2019. Inside Cork, he's probably most well-known for steering Morn Abbey to successive All-Ireland club titles in 2018 and 2019, as well as winning six provincial crowns between 2014 and 2019. Quite the CV. Later in the show, we're going to chat to Ennis Keane, Camogie's vice-captain Ashlyn O'Driscoll following their impressive start to life as a senior club. But Kieran, as I mentioned at the beginning, it is our 150th episode of the podcast, so we might as well quickly reflect on that milestone. There have been many ups and downs over the past few years, but thankfully we've managed to keep the show on the road. I don't think we've missed a week, and we couldn't have done that without the help and support of every single person who has listened to or watched an episode since we launched. Oh, 100% Jack. It's, it's really, I think we're 150 episodes in. I'd say when you look back in the first episode, we, know we were, we were fresh-faced back then. That was back in February 2019, and I was actually watching it a couple of days ago just to, just to look back at the very first show and condoning the former Southern Star editor was on it, and we'd Phil Healy um, after the, the Celtic Ross Hotel West Cox Sports Star Awards that run in, in early 2019. And, to see that we're what two and a half years on from there and this podcast is still going strong and when we set out Jack for this first it was to tell the stories of West Cork sports people and West Cork sports team sports teams and almost um put our our, our local sports heroes front and center and we've done that week after week after week after week is that 150 weeks in a row or something like that that we have been non-stop with with this sport podcast so like you said it's, it's thanks to everyone it's thanks to every single guest who's given us their time to come on this show whether it's a footballer or, or a role bowler or Ryder Cup captain Podrick Harrington or 
or you name it, they've been on this on this podcast. Yeah, Hankton is no longer um, a bear man after the performance of Europe over the last few days. He's back to being a dub in my book. Well, well, we might get Project back on at some point in the future. So I'm going to mend that bridge straight away. And hard luck to bear a man and um, Project Harrington in in Quiston Straits last weekend. But no, we've had some super interviews and some brilliant guests on on this on this podcast. And it's onwards and upwards. Like this podcast is going strong for a for a regional newspaper to produce a top class sports podcast week after week after week with a really high caliber lineup um, and really high caliber production values too. I have to say, and this is a hat tip to, to Jack. Jack does tremendous work on this podcast. Um, he's the magic man. He makes it all come together. So um, just a big thanks to you, Jack, and to everyone who's contributed and listened and been part of this journey. And it's not over yet. Okay, we won't pat ourselves on the back oh, no, we should too, too, we should. too hard because we might, we might fall over. But... Um, just to, you, you mentioned some of the, the big name guests we've had. Obviously, Padre Carrington, I said that in jest. He still is very much a bear, a man. West Cork, proud. But what are some of the other highlights um, just in your mind off the top of your head? I know it's going to be hard. There's been 150 episodes, probably upwards of 300 guests when you take into account there was two and three and four on some shows. So just some of the interviews that stand out and maybe someone who's only come to the podcast in more recent times might be able to dig back through the archives and find some gems that maybe we haven't spoken to or about since they were on the show. The beauty of this podcast is that we're lauding West Cork sports people and it's those at local level and those at international level. Um, some of the ones that stand out, we, Tony Stevenson, he's the, 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 the Bantry kickboxer who won world gold, I think it was 2019, and we had him on the podcast and it was a long chat and he was a really, really good guest. He was so honest and and open about his own career and where he's gone and what he was battling back from and so on. So that's a really good one, Tony Stevenson. Um, thinking back at last year during our first lockdown with Conor Horan on the podcast where he was talking about his time at Aston Aston Villa and he'd, uh, he'd, uh, he gave us his thoughts and Jack Grealish at the time, who I think was linked with, uh, with a couple of clubs. And lo and behold, within 24 hours, the Keep had it, Sky Sports had it, BBC had it, and it was all traced back to the Star Sport podcast. So even though it's a West Port, West Cork sports podcast that made international um, sporting headlines or kind of horror interview. But we've had some tremendous guests over the years. Even when you think back to the West Cork ladies and their journey from, from or to the top of the tree last year, they became county senior champions. Um, so yeah, there's, there's just been so, so many kind of over the years. So, um, but like I said, we're, we're not finished yet. Yeah. <clears throat> and I just want to give... Uh, one or two of my own personal highlights from the 150 episode run as well while we're at it and I have to say the one that always stands out to me was when we traced the history of Ireland's first world wrestling champion Bally the Hobbs Dan O'Matany and we were joined on the podcast by renowned wrestling journalist Dave Meltzer who took us on uh, basically tore through time and told us all about Dano's credentials as a world champion so anyone who's ever driven through Ballad Hob and seeing the iron statue of Dan O'Matney and wondered what is the story behind that man. Check out Dave Meltzer's interview on the Star Sport podcast. I thought that was a really interesting one. And you mentioned the journey of the West Cork ladies. I think another team's journey that we followed closely was the St. James's footballers. And uh, when they won their Carberry Junior A football championship and we were joined on the podcast by three or four members of the panel. And it was just great out crack and you could really tell the emotion in the lads' voices, how much it meant to them coming from a small club and a small community. And I guess a big part of the reason we do this podcast is to tell the stories like St. James's, who otherwise 
wouldn't get the attention that they so richly deserve. But Kieran, a new man that we're going to be speaking to, I would say, more than a few times on the podcast over the coming months, is the man we're going to speak to now. And it's the newly appointed Cork Ladies Football Manager, Shane Ranane, who resigned his post as Waterford Senior Men's Manager on Friday. Kieran, he's obviously very familiar to both you and I. We've followed the West Cork Ladies uh, story closely, as we said last year, and the team that they met in the final was Mornabi, a team that Shane also coached. So for listeners who aren't as familiar with Shane, could you maybe give us a little more detail about him? I know you spoke to him extensively, so he'll probably tell us a bit about himself as well. But just to give some context to the man who has been appointed to replace Efi Fitzgerald. Shane has a very impressive uh, coaching and managing CV. We mentioned there, Mornebe. He's been in charge of the Mornebe ladies. He's gone into the eighth season and he's overseen tremendous success with Mornebe. Um, they've been the dominant force in in the Cork Ladies Senior Football Championship for a number of years. Um, West Cork have come along and there was a fierce rivalry there for the last couple of years and West Cork got the better of Mornebe last year. But that was almost the exception to the rule because Mornebe had the upper hand for more often than not in that rivalry. And, and Shane's Mornabby team have also won back-to-back All-Ireland senior club titles in 2018 and 2019. So they were an incredible team. But on the inter-county scene, Shane also coached the Tipperary um, ladies football team for four years. And they won two All-Ireland intermediate titles in that time. He took them up to senior, he took them up to Division One in the National League. So he oversaw a huge transformation there with the, with the Tip ladies football team as well. You mentioned there he was in charge of the Waterford senior men's football team this past season. And it was actually a two-year deal that he had. And he was meant to be in charge next year as well. But as you'll hear from quite soon, when the opportunity came along, to become the next Cork Ladies Senior Football Manager. It's a chance he just couldn't leave passing by. This is a job he's wanted for some time now. If you go back to things on 2014, he was a selector under the great Eamon Ryan. So he's been involved in, in Cork Ladies football for many, many years. He knows the landscape and the quality in the county better than most. So that'll stand to him going into this post. So he was ratified on a three-year term. On, on Monday night so this is Shane's gig for the next three years and he, and he wants to stamp his authority on this and he's after inheriting a team from Ethan Fitzgerald that um, was so so close to all Ireland glory over the last couple of years even go back to this year they lost to eventual winners Mead they lost in the semi-final by coughing up 2-1 I think in the closing minutes so that's a game that Cork should have won they eventually lost to Mead who went on to win the All-Ireland so just from that sport mats alone you can take from it that Cork aren't too far away from getting back to the very, very top of this tree. So exciting times for Shane Renane. But we can't not mention Efi Fitzgerald. I think he's been six years in charge of the Cork Senior Ladies football team. Um, they won one All-Ireland in that time. And OK, you're looking at it, one All-Ireland in six years. Oh, that's not a great return considering the success Eamon Ryan had. But I'd argue on the, on the contrary because... Ify Fitzgerald inherited a, a, a superb and dominant Cork Ladies football team that was actually coming to the end of its life cycle. So he had to regenerate um, an entire new team. And he it was really a transitional period where it went from, from the old to the new. And at that time, then, the Dublin Senior Ladies football team came along and that was a juggernaut. I think they won four All-Irelands in a row, four or five there, and they were the dominant force. So not only did Ify have to have to inject new life, new blood, new players into the Cork Ladies football team. But he also had to deal with the, with the blue machine on one side that was just winning all before them. So it is a Shane Ronan area now, Shane Ronan era now. 
and that's starting, but it's worth having a hat tip too to Ethan Fitzgerald. He did a, a great service for the Cork Ladies football. Won All Ireland, three Division One titles. There was a, I think there was three Munster titles in there as well. So that's seven titles over over, over six years. And he's leaving Cork Ladies football team in in a good place. And hopefully now Shane Ronan can can take it on and bring bring the the O'Duffy Cup back to the side again. On the Star Sport podcast, we either go big or we go home. And on our 150th episode, we're delighted to have the new Cork Ladies Senior Football Manager, Shane Ronan. Shane, congratulations on your new appointment and thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks very much, Kieran. Thanks for having me. And uh, you were ratified as the new Cork Ladies Senior Football Manager on Monday night. You've been given a three-year term. So first off, how excited are you at your new, your new role? Yeah, I looked at fair to say I'm, I'm buzzing about it, Kieran. Um, you know, it's something I've wanted to do for a long time. And, um, you know, I'd be, I'd be very ambitious as a, as a coach and manager. And uh, this is something that uh, really excited me. And, you know, when the opportunity became, I suppose, became aware that the opportunity was there to, to go for the job. Um, you know, I went for it because, it, as it, you know, it's kind of like a dream come true. Um, you know, it wasn't easy, I suppose. I had another year left to go to Waterford, so it wasn't easy to walk away from that either. But I suppose um, this job uh, was probably one of the only ones I, I would have left the Waterford job for because I had a commitment made to them. But in fairness to Waterford, um, when I spoke to them the other night, um, you know they, they didn't stand in my way and uh, they wished me the very best of luck. So, you know, fair play to them. I had a great working relation there with with the county board and with um, with all the players. So look. Sometimes in life, Kieran, you you know opportunities come and you just have to go from you because in four or five years down the line, maybe whoever if I hadn't gone for the job, you know who knows where where I would have been or where Cork would have been or what what situation would have been in life. So sometimes you just have to go for it. So uh, I think lots of people understand that, and um, you know it was too good an opportunity for me to pass up. That's exactly it. like even just what you said there, like to be the Cork manager, it was too good an opportunity for you to turn down. Like you said, you're halfway through your two-year deal with the Waterford Senior Men's Football Team. But once you became aware that there was a chance for you to become the Cork Ladies Manager, did you just feel, I, I just have to go for this? Yeah, look, that's exactly it. Look, you know, it was, uh, it's six years since um, since I've been a change of manager in Cork. And, um, you know, that's a long time. And I suppose it just, when the, when the, when the opportunity came up, like, um, you know, lots of people I suppose were on to, on to me, contacting me, was, was I going to put my name in the hat? And uh, I suppose I was going to be linked to it anyway. I was linked to it there a couple of years ago when, you know, Efi's last term was up. Um, and I suppose I, w- I was with Tip at the time and um, we were just after, we were in the Northern final at the time. So it just didn't feel the right, the right opportunity to be, to be stepping away. But um, look, it came around this time um, and, I, and I said, I, I had to go for it. I, I'd regret it if I didn't. So, Look, I'm, it's it's all worked out, and you know, hopefully, it'll um, my decision will 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 be both beneficial to myself and to Cork. When you look at your um, GA coaching CV, obviously you've done incredible things at Moran Abbey, the dominant force in Cork Ladies Club football over the last couple of years, back to back All Ireland champions, and as well, you did great things with the Tip Ladies Senior Football Team as well. You did four years there. I think there was two intermediate All Irelands, took them up to Division One, took them up to Senior, and you're you, you've a stacked CV, and then obviously with Waterford. So do you feel the time is right for you now to take on the Cork job, that you've served your apprenticeship with the greatest respect to, to, to those other roles, but now you're ready to step up and be the Cork manager? Yeah, look, I think sometimes you, you, can, you, can, you might come into a role too soon in your managerial career or coaching career, and you know, mightn't, you, know you see that often in, in the premiership there. Maybe managers aren't quite ready, like, you know, um, 
sometimes they are and they, they get lucky but I think I think I've, as you said I think I've sort of a very good apprenticeship with um you know a, you know a good learning curve with all those teams and um you know the experiences of winning and losing and the highs and lows with both Moran Abbey and with Tipperary um you know there was there was huge huge excitement days you know great days but there was other days when when things went against us and I think you know you, know, you learn a lot from those days and I think certainly in the last six years um both as um a coach, manager, and a person. I think I've matured. I've learned a lot, and you know, I'm still learning. And uh, I think I look. You're, 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 you know what you're saying there about the time is right. I think the time is right for me to have a go at it, and um, I'm really looking forward to this, Kieran. Just I'm happy for a second. Like I said, you've had incredible success with, with, with the club for over the last couple of years. Can you jog in both roads now, like Cork senior boss and more Abbey manager, or, much, or are you going to step aside as more Abbey manager at the end of this season? Um, look, the way it always works with Mornabi, Kieran, year to year we go, and um, you know, I, look, I'm going to finish out this season. I hope it's going to be a long season for us. Um, you know, those those Carcounts if we happen to be successful in that, the Munster campaign, there's an All Ireland campaign after Christmas. So, look, um, I, I'm I'm well capable of of you know, I've been supposed very busy before. I had Mornabi and I had uh, Tip going, and then another year I had Mitchell men as well. So. I had three teams on the go. So, look, I'm well-versed in working on that. And, look, we'll make a decision at the, you know, after the end of the year with Mourne Abbey um, as to how we can go forward. That It mightn't be possible to do both. And, and if that's the way, I don't think anyone Mourne Abbey will stand in my way. They'll be, you know, I, I, you know, I have a fierce affection for the place and I'd hate to be stepping away from it. But, look, if it's possible, we work around in split season then might help as well. But I'm not making, um, I suppose, any predictions or commitments to... Uh, after this year, because um, you know this will be my have been my eighth year involved with Moran Abbey, so I don't know what the future will hold with that. Um, you know, every year we have a conversation in Moran Abbey, myself, the club, and the players, and we feel maybe is it like you know like eight, seven eight years is a long time with any team. So I, I'm always open to you know even like after we won the 2019 All Ireland, go back to back like that week after we were we won it, um, we had a conversation like look. Do you feel it's time for me to step aside now, lads? Look, we've a lot done, and we've but look, they, they wanted me to carry on, so we'll have that conversation at the end of the year. And look, if it's not possible to do it, it's not possible to do it. Um, but look, we, we'll see at the end of the year. I'm not going to make any decision on that yet. But my, I suppose, the, the one thing I, I, I have to say there, Kieran, is that if I'm with a team, I'm with a team, and I suppose I can park any, um, you know, just you know, there could be talk of conflicts of interest and all that. I think it doesn't matter what. Who you are, who, or who you, or what, or what team you're with in, in Cork. As far as I'm concerned, if you're good enough to play in, for play, you know, for Cork, you're going to be playing. And if you need to be better, then you won't be playing and things like that. So, I, I think that, that that's the way I've always operated in UCC. You know, I was it was with UCC and I was also with Tip and I was with um, Cork for a while as well when I was with UCC. And there would have been Cork players and Tipperary players sitting on the sideline because you know there was better players, you know, are in better form, I suppose, at the time. So. I, I I don't, you know, none of the players expect me to be loyal to when I shouldn't be loyal to them. But, you know, I think that's, I, I'm well able to juggle the roles at the moment. And, you know, it's going to be a busy few months, um, you know, getting getting things going with Cork and with, with hopefully with a long season with Moran Abbey. But I've done it before, um, you know, and hopefully I can I can manage it away for the time being. Anyway. And then we look, we'll review it then because I certainly learned over lockdown, Kieran, that you, um, yeah, you have to give time to yourself as well. And I think, uh there's no point trying to to overdo things because I think everybody suffers. Then you suffer yourself. The team suffer, and um, you know I certainly when lockdown came the first time, I was probably a bit burnt out. Um, it, it was actually a relief during for a couple of months not to have anything to do because I had been on the go for six or seven years with 
three and four teams and that's hard to keep going and I think I've learned that uh, valuable lesson I think over lockdown that you know that uh, you have to give time to yourself as well to re to re um, to replenish yourself and, and to reflect and um, make sure that you're a tip-top condition to be doing you know your job as manager of the team. The morning will be contingent in the, the players in the Cork obviously they know you so well for over the last couple of years but what can the, I suppose the Cork players and other parts of the county, what can they expect from a Shane Ronan team in terms of philosophies, training, preparation? How would you describe your style of management? Look, I, I would, I suppose, I'd describe myself as very professional, um, you know, very organised. Um, I think that um, I'm a good motivator. Um, you know, I think I can get a lot out of players wherever I've been. I suppose I've been able to, um, you know, motivate the players to do what I want them to do. And I think, there's so much potential in Cork. Um, you know, there's so many good young players there. You know, and I think uh, the enthusiasm and passion I think I bring to Kieran. Look, sometimes that, that passion goes overboard, like, you know, but, you know, that's because I'm so invested in what, I, what I'm doing. Like, it'll be just, it'll be full time, like, you know, and, you know, like school, school nearly becomes, um, I suppose, a hobby and the, the, the managing becomes the job, like, even though you're not being paid to do the managing job. So, It'll be just like the biggest thing with me is enthusiasm, passion, but I'm very organized um, and I'm very, I suppose, you know, professional in what I do and try to make sure that every angle is covered. And look, every manager says that, but I'm sure that, you know, I feel that I can bring maybe that extra bit to it. And I can, it's going to be a new voice for a lot of them. A good few of them I would have worked with before. The older crew would have, I would have worked with them in Cork when Eamon was there. And a lot of them I would have seen through the years in, in UCC as well. So, I'd know most of them, you know, the younger players, obviously, um, you know, the minors of the last few years, I wouldn't have had an opportunity to work with those. But, you know, I think they'll, look, I, I feel I can, bring in, I can bring in excitement and enthusiasm to the job. And um, I'm hoping that they'll all um, buy into it and uh, go with us. And like I'm trained to what I really want to do there is create a lot of leaders and uh, among the group. And, uh, you know, I think I suppose I've learned that over the years as well, that you have to create leaders on the team. And you also have to have a good, strong management team which uh, and delegation, delegate responsibilities to them and to the players. Can you talk about your management team, Social? Have you put people in place yet? Uh, look, there's a few things uh, working behind the scenes, Kieran. I, I don't really want to, I suppose, confirm anything yet um, because some of them are committed to other things at the moment. Um, but I've had a lot of very good and constructive conversations with people over the last few weeks. I suppose, look, the... The, the fear was that if you put all these names on in paper and, and you don't get the job, like, you know, like what happened in Kerry last week, you, you had a, a dream team of management going for that job and they didn't get it. And, you know, how do those guys feel now? And, you know, Donny Buckley was down on that ticket and he was in, he's on Monon ticket and just things like that. So I've been very careful, I suppose, about things like that. But um, look, I think the management team I'll be putting in place will be, um, you know, the names I'm, I'm dealing with at the moment are top class individuals uh, from around the county, that will um, give a, you know, will put Cork in the best possible situation to 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 be successful. And I think all those, like I suppose, there's people you know I'm, I wouldn't have worked with before, people I had I known from before. You know, I I'm I, I'm not once I can work with these people and put the best team in team in place. You know, I'm I'm, I'm prepared to you know search the county high and wide for for the best talent available both as a, on the management team and the staff. And I think, uh, you know, I, I think when, when the Macron team is finalised, you know, it will be very impressive. I'd be very confident about that, Kieran. And look, once I'm in a position to confirm it, I'll, I'll do that as soon as I can. But as I said, to be, you know, to be fair to those people, um, you know, I don't want to make any announcements yet and to make sure we've everything in place before we do it. Because I think 
you can do you can make announcements about things and maybe they don't work out and you, you know then you you kind of everybody looks foolish then but when the announcements are ready to go look we, we, we'll be ready to go and i think people will be impressed by the management team that will be in place you're inheriting a Cork squad that's not a million miles away from from scaling Everest from from from, from topping top of the tree again becoming all Ireland champions like if you look at like this year's semi-final like that capitulation towards the end left me true me also what me did the Dublin in the final so when you're looking at, at the Cork players you have now in this Cork team um, how excited are you by the potential of this team and and how close do you think they are to this Cork team is becoming all Ireland champions again look there's there's Huge potential there. We've been underage for the last, you know, look, dominated underage titles, you know, with John Cleary and charge and even the last couple of years with Joe there doing it. Um, you know, there's huge talent there. And I think I think their semi-final display um up until the last two minutes was perfect nearly, you know. And I, I think that was commented on the Sunday game that on on the, on that night, you know, of the game that it looked like the Cork had a very good plan for Mead and, and Dublin didn't have a plan for Mead. I think, look, in fairness to Efi and the lads, they, they, you know, they were two minutes away from, from being in an Ireland final, the six, seven points up, it would have been a comfortable win. Um, would they have won the final? Look, that's a different story, you know, uh, we, I don't know, but there's, there's very little between, I think, you know, Dublin were coming coming back a bit to the pack this year um, and unfortunately, Cork didn't, didn't get the job done the semi-final and I think it's going to be very, very exciting. I think they're they're not that far away. Um, that's the reality of it as well, Kieran. It's a bit like, um, you know, if you look at the Kerry men's job, it's Sam Maguire is all. It's, it, it's, that's, that's what's expected. Kenny Hurlers, Tip Hurlers, you know, Hurlers now. It's, it's the ultimate prize is, is what's, what's expected in Cork ladies football. And they were at the top for so long um, and it feels like a drought at the moment. But they were so, so close to it, um, you know, on, on a number of occasions, including this year. So I think the raw material is there. Uh, the potential is there. Um, I think the... I hope I can add a few little things to it to, to make it a little bit better. And that's not being disrespectful to anybody who's been there before. Um, you know, we look, we're all as managers, we think we can add that bit extra. So I'm hugely excited about it. I think there's serious talent there. I think there's plenty still in the players who were there, even the older players. They have plenty left to offer. They have plenty left in the tank. Um, you know, I think probably lockdown helped, helped a few of the older players like Kira and things like that as well. They got that extra time off, you know. And then, look, there's... There's so much potential there. It's it's hugely exciting. Look, look to be. I said it already. I, I'm I'm buzzing about it, and you know, I'm trying to keep my feet in the ground about at about the moment here, and I can just you know make sure we're making the right decisions with regards to everything. Those experienced players, like engineer Kiro Sullivan, Orla Finn, Martino Bryan, they've been there. They've done that. It's fantastic servants to Cork Ladies football. Is it so important that that they stay on now? And like um, I know that there's no talk that they're they're going to step aside, but that they that they are there next year and the year after because they have such important roles to play. Yeah, look, I think it's hugely important that these you've got these experienced players. And I think, you know, I've learned that, I suppose, from with Morn Abbey, especially. We have a cohort there of very experienced girls who help the younger players develop up and, they're, and they set the standards. And like the likes of Kira there, Orla Finn, um, Martina, like Dieran as well, um, you know, who, who, who might be a bit younger but has so much experience, Ashing Hutchins, like that core group of players there have so much football played. They were there when when the when Ireland's were winning one every year. Like, you know, and I think it's so important that they stay involved um, you know, and help bring these younger players through because they set the standard. And it's it's very hard for a management all the time to be, I suppose, setting standards. It, it's down to the players because when they cross the white line, we have to empower them to be the players and leaders that, that that we want them to be. So look, I'm hoping there'll be no one step away. 
I'm going to open this up, Kieran, to, to everybody in the county to, to get involved. There's no there's no doors going to be shut to any player from whatever club they are, whether they're playing junior D or whatever. It, it doesn't bother me. If, if I, we feel they're good enough to be involved in a Cork panel, we're going to be looking at that. And we're also trying to look at something exciting as well. We're trying to maybe bridge, help bridge the gap between minor and senior level, because there is a gap, phys, in phys, especially in physical terms. And we're hoping maybe to work with a, maybe a development squad there. For, you know, you have that in men's, you have your under 20 squad. We don't have that opportunity in ladies football at the moment. And something I'd love to see revived, you know, there was a senior B there years ago. And I remember lots of players coming off the senior B um, that bridge kind of a, you know you're, they're bridging they were bridging the gap between minor and senior and they came in and helped helped them and win, winning all those I learned so look that's something we're definitely looking at that's, that's in one of the plans that I have so look we, we we'll sit down and look at the, with the county board about that and hopefully we, we can get that get in there was so many good young players there that we, we don't want them to fall away because they all can play on the senior panel you know there's a lot of minors the last few years you know uh, even this year's crowd we, we need to bridge that gap. We need to keep those talented players involved in Cork football. And that's our plan. You talk about talented young players straight away. I think of Eric O'Shea from the crew came on the scene last year, stepped up straight away. So there is that pool of talent out there in Cork at the moment. So you're hoping to dip into that and bring those into the setup and, and let them find their feet at senior level and then introduce them. Absolutely. Like, but, you know, I suppose the reality is, you know, Eric is probably an exception there the last few years. Uh, Emer Scali, I think, was the, was the last minor. Uh, to start for Cork in a game, you know, a championship game or come on in a championship game. That was back in 2014. So like Eric has, has two years under her belt now, but there is a huge gap. But Erica was, Erica, look, I suppose Erica was lucky that she is supremely talented, but she also was probably physically able. But there, there is a gap, Kieran, And I think, you know, we have to be, be aware of that, that we can't throw these guys in or the girls in it, sorry, in at the deep end and expect them to perform at, at adult level because there is a gap, you know, and it's not club level and it's not, um, you know, it's not the lower grades inter-county. So we're hoping to bridge the gap. And if those girls are ready, look, I'm going to give play, many players as a possible a chance in, in the league, I suppose. Not put, it, not put too much emphasis on winning a league. Now, and I'm saying that straight out. I want to get players out of that league with plenty of game time under their belts so that we have a, you know, a good panel going, going, into the, going into the championship and going forward. Like, look, it's a three-year thing, but I'm not thinking three years down the line. I, I, want, I want to be the best we can be this year. And I think by improving our performances and bringing those younger girls through. But I think, I suppose, the big problem with younger girls coming through, Kieran, is they've been very successful at minor level. But they're coming into a squad that has, I suppose, filled with maybe 10 years of minors, you know. And I suppose it's a difficult thing for players to deal with, um, you know, emotionally and mentally that they were on the minor team, they were stars in the minor team. And now they're coming into a senior panel and they're struggling for game time. And that's very hard for them to deal with because, you know, they've been the stars all the way up along. But I think we need to work on that with them, uh, develop them physically and, I suppose, develop their, their tactical awareness. And, look, there's been great work done underage. And I think we just need to tap into that, make sure they're physically ready, make sure they're taxpayer and, uh, I suppose, their decision-making is good enough for senior level. And then I think we, we can be very successful and build a very strong squad going forward. And I think that's, that's, that's the huge... One of my big goals, I think, is to make sure that... Um, if it's three years or whatever, when I'm when, it, when I'm going out of this job, that there's a serious pool of talent, talent there that can be used straight away, um, you know, and that you're only dipping in one or two miners in or three miners in every year because I think it, it, there is a huge gap I think here in, between the minor football and senior and county football. When we see what that Mead team did this year, coming from intermediate last year, winning the All Ireland intermediate title, straight up in the senior and winning the senior title, it's really after shaking up ladies football because all of a sudden we have these newcomers who have gone to the very, very top in their first season. 
do you think that's uh, that's very encouraging for all the teams out there? Like, obviously, Cork and Dublin have been two of the top teams for the last couple of years, but I'm thinking of the Armas, the Galways, the Mayos, that they'll be thinking, oh, Jesus, if, if, if we get our, our, our house in order, we can do what, what we achieved. So could we, could we be looking at a much more competitive ladies football scene next year? Yeah, look, I definitely think so. I think it's going to, I've said this, said this a few few people already this week, that I think that it's going to be a very open championship for the next couple of years. I don't think there's going to be an absolute dominant force because, um, you know, what me did proves to everybody else that, you know, you, you can do it. No, look, you need things to go your way as well. And I think, I suppose even they lost the final in 2019 to Tipperary and Tip won that by five points. And, you know, the championship in 2021, Mead are winning all Ireland and Tipperary are in a relegation battle. You know, so... I think the actual the loss in losing the final in 2019 probably helped Mead because they had another year to develop it on an intermediate level. Then they bounced into this year straight off the back of last December. You know, they were they were on the crest of a wave and look, things went right for them too. Like, but you know, I think you need when things are going your way, you need to be in the position to take. And I think Mead put themselves in that position and they played without fear this year. And I think I suppose look, they're up there now to be shot at. Like, you know, people know what Mead are about about the way they are now, the way they play the game. But I think every single team is going to take that, you know, that belief. Now, and if me can do it, we can do it. So that means it'll be a lot harder for, I suppose, the so-called big guns like ourselves in Dublin had been the big guns for the last few years. You know, getting to the finals, you know, in majority of the years, I think you know that that's going to make make our job harder. And look, that's exciting as well because, you know, everybody feels they've got a good chance next year. And I think the championship is going to be is going to be super competitive. Final question, so Shane, you're inheriting a team that Edith Fitzgerald has had for the for the last six years, and he oversaw a transition from that that great great Cork team, and he's he's sending you know over a Cork team, a young Cork team that's in a very good position. So as a new manager going in, how do you try and stamp your authority on this quite early? Is in kind of or how does it work? You know, kind of to make this the Shane Ronin team, um, because it's the start of a new era. Yeah, look, I suppose. I'm not going to come in and sweep out everything because, you know, there's been savage work done in the last few years. And it was a difficult, very difficult time for for Efi to be coming in because you're following, you know, the greatest ladies football manager, one of the greatest GA managers that there ever was, the late Amin. And, you know, they won in Ireland the first year and probably people think it was going to continue on then long. But when you lost all the calibre of, of those big, big, big players, like, you know, like Angela Walsh and Breed, you know, Breed played another, Breed one more year, Deirdre Royley, you know, you know, he hadn't read it for too long more. He hadn't breathed. Like, these were serious. Some of the best ladies footballers ever play. Like, so there's been fantastic work done in that transition period. I feel like, you know, that I can just add that, that, that maybe that a bit, a bit extra. And I think it's a new, maybe a new voice as well. Like, you know, you know, it might be the exact same thing that, that Efi and the lads, you know, Paddy and all were saying to them, but it might be just coming from a little bit of a different perspective. Most of us see the game, you know, the same way. And I think I, I just have different ideas, maybe the way, the way things should be done. Like, but, I think it's, it's it's not going to be, you know, me going in and tearing out the cupboard and saying, all right, guys, we'll start again. It's not going to be that way. There's going to be incremental changes made by me. And I suppose we'll bring different um, ideas to the job, you know, whoever's coming with me. And I think that's what it's really going to be about, like, you know, getting them to maybe change little things. There's going to be no big surgery done to that cock. Um, because I think it's a very, very strong squad. And I don't think we'll be discarding players just for the sake of it. But, you know, look, there's always going to be a turnover players as well, Kieran. And I think, you know, what we want to make sure we have this year is is the very, very best squad available to us, whoever they are in the county. As I said, I'm open to anybody coming into that squad. Um, as long as we're as long as we're getting the best players in there, I'd feel confident in 
and my own ability to get the best out of them and the ability of my backroom team to, to get the, the ability out of them. But I think, you know, there's not going to be sweeping changes, but there will be a different change of, you know, different ideas and things like that, you know, because we all have our own ideas and hopefully my ideas will, will work and get us over the line because we are not far away. And, you know, the lads have done a great work there. So I'm not going to be tearing up the script and saying, lads, you know, what was going on the last few years was wrong. Uh, every manager is going to make changes and, and that's the way I'm going to do as well. But it's going to be not, there's going to be no major surgery done to that team. Oh, fantastic, Shane. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. Congrats again on your appointment and best of luck in the future. Thanks very much, Kieran. We all have dreams, but dreams by their very nature can be difficult to achieve. That's where Access Credit Union comes in. Whether it's going to college, owning a car or building your dream home, your local credit union can help you to fulfill your dreams. Access Credit Union. Funding dreams for over 50 years. Enniskeen Camogie got their debut season in the senior ranks off to the perfect start when they overcame Douglas on a scoreline of 23 points to 110 a number of weeks back. Having come up from intermediate as champions this season, they were a bit of an unknown quantity, but so far they've more than held their own and have made quite the impression at the top level. We'll be joined by Vice-Captain Ashlyn O'Driscoll in a few moments, but Kieran, first, give us some backstory on this Enniskeen journey. This is one of the great West Cork sports stories of the last couple of years because with every great sports story, you need some heartbreak along the way. And this Enniskeen Camogie team had their heartbreak. They lost a couple of intermediate finals there going back the last couple of years. But they finally got over the line last year. They won the 2020 uh, County Intermediate Camogie Championship to become county champions. But the big reward for that was Enniskeen were going up to the senior ranks for the first time in their history. And um, lovely side note is that it coincided with Inneskeen's 25th anniversary last year. So on that landmark occasion for the club, they became a senior club. And so for, for Inneskeen Camogie, to get to that top level, it's huge. Um, and Camogie is getting stronger and stronger in Inneskeen. Last year, for the first time, they fielded a second adult team as well. So that just shows you that the numbers are good there. And they obviously have their underage teams going quite well too. So um, they've played in the senior league this year. But the weekend before last, they played their first ever senior Camogie Championship game against Douglas, who were county senior semi-finalists last year. But in a scheme, won, I think it was 23 points to 110. Um, an incredible win. Like Their, their first mm. game up senior to win like that um, was, was, was superb. Tara Sheehan got seven points. Orla Cronin, who's well known for her Cork exploits, got, got six points. And they had a fierce spread of scores. So the reward for that now is a place in the next round where it's the little matter of last year's beaten county finalists in Ascara this weekend. Um, it doesn't get any easier, but that is life at senior level. But that's what Inneski and Camogie wants. And as you hear now from uh, from Ashling O'Driscoll, they can't wait to take on Inniscara this weekend. Delighted now to be joined on the Star Sport podcast by Inneskeen Camogie Vice Captain Ashton O'Driscoll to chat about Inneskeen's rise to the senior ranks. And not only that, they've already made their mark there with a with a very impressive win against Douglas. So I'm um, delighted to have you on the podcast, Ashley. Hi, Karen. Thanks so much for having me. It's a great privilege to be on here. Just mentioned there um, that win against Douglas. So that was the weekend before last. And talk about announcing your arrival in style like Douglas for semi finals last year. And in a scheme just up from intermediate, first year ever in the senior championship, 
and he went out and he, and he beat them quite well. So um, just talk to me beforehand, the week leading up to that game against Douglas, what was that like in, in his team camp? Um, I suppose the week leading up, even I suppose a couple of weeks before it, um, there was a great buzz around the place, you know, um, as a team, I suppose we were preparing well for like, you know, we were in for a challenge and we knew that, um, but it was a great buzz. And I suppose all the girls are, you know, we've spent, I suppose, years trying to get up senior, like we've been there, thereabouts, getting over um, intermediate for years. And I suppose as our first senior match up there, like we just wanted, you know, it was exciting. Like we wanted to be up there. And I suppose we made our mark there as well by I suppose having a good team display against Douglas. And it was a good, I suppose, marker for our first um senior match up there. Um so yeah, it was great excitement around the place. Yeah. It was a, a 23 points to one 10 wins, which is what it, that, that's a 10 point win. But what I was impressed by Ashley is the spread of the scores. Obviously, people yeah. think of Inneskeen, they might think of Oracle and like an odd star. But there's so much more to this Inneskeen team. Like Tara Sheehan got seven points. Eva Bryan got four yeah. points. And Sinead uh, Hurley, Laura Corkman and, and Orla Coughlin got two points each. Like, that was a fierce spread of scorers. Yeah, like, it's brilliant. Um, I suppose, as you said there, Orla Conan, like, you know, like, she's an unbelievable player. And I suppose she will be our top scorer um, in, um, I suppose, all our matches. Um, and throughout our campaigns and stuff like that but it was absolutely brilliant to see the other girls coming through um, and like they I think all our forwards scored I think from play or they all scored anyway um, so it's an absolutely brilliant I suppose achievement to not just see that we've won threat but like all our forwards are threats up there so it was brilliant for them um, to get on the scoreboard and I suppose not only one point but just two two points um, upwards so it was brilliant for them as well yeah so it's great since Inneskeen won the intermediate title last year and you knew that you were going to be playing senior, I presume you were counting down the, the weeks and the days till your first game. So when that game came in and you had such an impressive win, confidence-wise, that must be a huge shot in the air. Oh, it is brilliant. Yeah, like it is. It's great. Like, and I suppose for the younger girls as well, coming up and having our first senior match, like it's a brilliant thing to have the confidence behind us, you know, and... But like, I suppose we did play well as a team as well there, but there is things that we need to work on and we work on that as we go to forward into the next match. You know, like we've nothing won yet. It was only our first round. Um, but we definitely will work on it. And I suppose building up, but use that confidence as well going forward, I suppose. It showed us that, you know, we are at the stage or we're at the level that we can play senior hurling. Um, and to use that now and going forward and to use that confidence going forward um, and continue on our campaign. This is a level that Inneskeen have wanted to get to for a long, long time. And you've had your fair share of heartbreak. Or <laughs> heartbreak the most losing a couple of county intermediate finals before winning last year. So to finally be up in the senior ranks, like it's a huge achievement for the team and for the and for the club. Like it must be a great time to be part of Inneskeen Camogie Club. Yeah, it is a great time to be part of it. Um, I think when we went up uh, senior last year, so we won it, we were 25 years in existence. So that was a massive marker for the club. Um, but as you said, like we've had our heartbreaks, like we've been there, thereabouts for the last four years trying to get up. Um, and I suppose what drove us on this year and what is driving us on is like we felt, I suppose last year is that like we felt we knew what the heartache was, like what it felt like. Um, and we just last year, we did not want to leave it behind us. Um, and this year now that we've been trying so hard to get up there, I suppose, like in our eyes, we should have been maybe up senior a couple of years ago. Um, so we know that we're well capable to play at that level and we just want to show that now and build on it and keep on going. Yeah. It's just great for the club in general to be up in the senior ranks because last yeah. year you had, you had a second adult team for the first time. So, so the numbers are quite strong. So 
even for young girls on the way up, they can now aspire to play on a senior team. So you'd hope that that kind of that old adage, success breeds success. So it'll just kind of drive things yeah. forward. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose that's, um, I suppose, a marker to the work that's going on, you know, in the younger years as well. Like, you know, there's massive support. Like, there's great people getting involved in the club, like, at every training session. Like, we have big numbers, both from, like, the younger years, like, under eights, under sixes, all the way up. And there's loads of people getting involved as well. So it's a massive thing for the club. And the club at the moment is thriving, and hopefully that will keep on going. Um, And they'll keep on pushing on our senior team anyway for years to come. And even for some of the club members, like even one of the, the, the coaches, Dermot Curtin, like Jesus, that man has put so much into his team Kamobi over the years and he's, he's finally helped get the, the, the adult team up to senior level. Like it must be must be great for him as well. It is definitely. Dermot is definitely the backbone um, organising all our matches and everything. He definitely is. And look, I suppose it was great for him as well when we did get up senior and for him to see it coming from the ground all the way up. Like it's a massive achievement for him. Um, and I can only say that he's definitely delighted with it anyway. <laughs> So, and it's like, obviously, senior level, there's no easy games here, like we just talked about earlier. Yeah. Beat Douglas, last year's semi-finalists. Next up is Inniscara, last year's beaten finalists. So, um, that's uh, that game is on this weekend. So, what are your thoughts ahead of that one? Um, I suppose we know that we're in for a challenge. Um, as you said, like, every senior match is going to be a challenge. Um but I suppose we'll use what we've learned from our match previously um, and we have the full week to prepare now both physically and mentally. We know what we're in for, I suppose. Um, so definitely like getting our heads right, our bodies right, um, do our trainings, you know, do our hard work um, and go in and I suppose play as well as we played and give 100% the next day and hopefully we'll come out the other side of it. And like we said earlier too, you're going to take so much confidence after beating yeah. Douglas so if you can harness that with what, what you, the learnings you took from that first game as well it should put you in a good place to really rattle in the scara. yeah look I suppose hopefully like we're not just here I suppose to like to compete I suppose like we want to be competitive we are going to be competitive you know um, and we don't by any matter of means want our campaign to end on Saturday because it is knockout I suppose um, but as you said in Ascari like they were semi-final or finalists last year um, so it's not going to be Anyway, easy. We know we're up for a challenge, but hopefully now um, if we play up to our potential that we will get over the line eventually, yeah. Did you notice any difference even in the intensity and the speed of the game when you played Douglas the last day compared to what you faced against um, the other teams in intermediate over the last couple of seasons? Yeah, massively. Like I suppose even at intermediate, like, you know, the, the standard is very, very high. Um, but I suppose even all the challenge matches we've played, you know, before the Douglas game, but definitely in the Douglas game, like the speed of, I suppose, not only hurling, but the speed of thought as well, like the speed that you do things. Um, it's massive. Like if there's a massive difference there, you know, um, before you know it, like there's somebody else around you or, you know, like you're going to get your hook or your block in or you're going to get hooked or blocked. Like it is a massive, like it's the speed, you know, um, and I suppose that's something we've had to adjust with, but that's going with, you know, working harder, training and bringing up the intensity of training. Um, and by every girl bringing a little bit more to training, then that's pushing on and getting you match ready and getting you to that senior level. And in a scheme, Camogie's success story, it almost kind of ties in with the kind of the success of Carby Camogie in recent years. Obviously, Orla Cohen and Libby Cobbage are doing superb stuff mm-hmm. with, the, with the Cork senior team. But now we yeah. have in a scheme up in the senior ranks, Newcastle are up there. The Carby Camogie team is back, is back this year. So it's, it's a good time for Carby Camogie as well. Yeah, it is a definitely, it is a good time for it. Um, I suppose we're showing that, you know, we can hurry past, you know, the void up as well, you know, that um, 
but like it is a massive thing and like hopefully it'll keep on going and um, like the more clubs that can get up senior the better like you know um but even down the lower grades as well like there's clubs coming on which is brilliant to see as well oh, it's, a, it, it's a great time for Carby Kamogi and it's a great time for Ines Keen Kamogi best of luck this weekend against Ines Carra Ashley and thanks for joining us thanks very much Jerome. thank you we all have dreams, but dreams by their very nature can be difficult to achieve. That's where Access Credit Union comes in. Whether it's going to college, owning a car or building your dream home, your local credit union can help you to fulfill your dreams. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Kieran, before we wrap up this landmark 150th episode of the Star Sport Podcast for the 150th time, why don't you give us a quick preview of what readers can expect in this Thursday's Southern Star Sports section. And for the 150th time, Jack, I'm going to say this week's sports section is not to be missed. Um, 28 pages, the best of West Cork sport. And it's GAA heavy because we're, we're we're deep into the championship season and we're just after a very heavy football championship weekend. And we've uh, huge coverage of the county football championship. So just some of the headlines. Castlehaven and Clannacilty are both already true to the knockout stages of the Premier Senior Football Championship. But for Island Rovers and Carby Rangers, they have relegation worries heading into the final round of group games on October 17. So there's full coverage of all those games in this week's Southern Star. We also go big on Donnie's and Skib and Bandon and Ballingiri in their senior A football championship group because Donnie's beat Skib last weekend to throw that group wide open and Bandon beat Ballingiri too and Bandon out top that group. So we've two pages on that group alone in this Thursday's. Southern Star. Looking closer to home, the Carberry Junior A Football Championship had five games last weekend and the big news is the champions are gone. The Kings are gone. Car- um, Kilmackaby, sorry, have been dethroned. Their great rivals, Tyg McCorrick, got the better of them in Ross Carberry on Sunday evening. So we've We've had full match report pictures and reaction from that and all around of, of, of the games in the Carberry Junior Football Championship. Clannacilty and Kinsale battle out in the Ladies Football Championship and we've uh, report from that and a roundup of the, the latest football action as well as Newcastle bound out of the county senior Camogie Championship. And there's more besides that because Paul O'Donovan, we have him in this week's Southern Star again and people know Paul O'Donovan quite well, the Olympic gold medalist, the uh, best roar in the world. But he took to the cross-country circuit last weekend, Jack. Um, he's quick on water, but he's also quite quick on land. So we've had the report of how Paul O'Donovan got on in the novice men's cross country championships in Riverstick last Sunday. Is there nothing this man can't do? So um, you've that and a lot, lot more in Thursday Southern Star. Yeah, and as Kieran mentioned, that will be in shops across West Cork and beyond from Thursday morning. But if you can't make it to the shop to pick up a physical edition, don't forget you can always subscribe online. Just go to www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper and you can read all that. West Cork's sporting goodness for less than two euro per week. Just such good value. And you don't even have to pay for the Star Sport podcast. We're here for free every week. 150 episodes in an archive that could keep you going for days. If you want to check out the archive, just subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, to the Southern Star on YouTube. All the episodes are there, free to view, 
or to listen to it. You don't want to miss them. Paula Donovan, as Kieran mentioned, has been on several times. Fintan McCarthy, a fellow gold medalist, has been on several times. Phil Healy, Ireland's fastest woman, has probably been on more than anyone. She's a friend of the show. She's been on three, four, five, maybe even six times. We've had Brian Hurley. We've had Keith Cronin. Oh, uh, Keith Cronin. And just on that, before we go, one of my, we're taking care about our favourite episodes. Last year, after Menway Town won the Beamish Cup, we got three of the players on for a, for a chat about the, the game. I think Captain Stephen O'Donovan, who was a bit emotional because he was heading off to London the following morning and we'd Mark Buckley and I think it was Cahill Daly, the, the, the goal scorer. And that, that's when it stands out to me because um, the beauty of the podcast, it's just great crack. It was a, a four-way conversation about, about uh, Dunmanway Town um, and you treat them with lads pouring open their hearts to each other over Zoom because they probably wouldn't say it in person. But the fact they were in three different locations, that they were... They were opening their hearts to each other. So that's one to check out. But like Jack said there, the, the archive is there. And it's well worth going through because um, even the chat with Patrick Harrington from earlier this year. Dublin's um, Patrick Harrington. <laughs> Dublin's Patrick Harrington, who gave us 45 minutes of his time to talk about his connections to, to Bera. And it's even right now, it's well worth to listen because a lot of these podcasts, they stand the test of time. So um, I'd recommend if you have a, a spare half hour, hour just sift through that archive of podcasts and listen to the best of West Cork. Yeah, and if you're a rugby fan as well, there's an absolute plethora of rugby episodes. And if you like to be in the know and be ahead of your friends and family with all the kind of inside track on West Cork's greatest up-and-coming sports stars, there's several interviews there with Dara McElhenney, a star of Irish athletics in the future. So listen to the episodes with him. And then when he comes on the senior scene in later years, you'll say, oh, I've been following Dara since day dot so that's the kind of thing you can do with our archive you can be ahead of the game you can be in the know you want to know more than your friends family you want to go down to pub and tell them how much you know about these sports stars the star sport podcast is the place to learn but anyway let's finish there kieran thanks for listening to the 150th episode of the star sport podcast we'll be back with the 151st episode next week if you enjoy these shows please make sure to rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Slán Tamil.